Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to another episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Joining me today is, I just discovered her not too long ago, and I'm going to turn it over to Susie to introduce herself real quick. Hi, my name is Susie, and um, I'm a dating expert uh, from singledatingfeva.com, and uh, I came about uh, in my own single adventure, and I started writing about my own experiences and then started writing some advice um, based on a lot of my, uh, what worked for me, best practices, and also a lot of uh, tips and tricks from my own um, education and work background, which is helping people communicate and market themselves better. Um, and that just kind of makes singledatingdiva.com and it uh, took off and uh, I've been giving advice to people for almost 10 years now. And uh, it's uh, it's been a lot of pleasure because I enjoy helping people. And I, I have readers from all over the world. And uh, I also get uh, emails and messages, uh, people asking me questions all the time, which I, I love. And I've also taken on some clients as well and helped them uh, find their happily ever after. And I found my own happily ever after in the process. Uh, and I'm married with uh, two little boys. And he keep me very, very busy. <laughs> I just want to say congratulations on 10 years. Like 10 years is uh, it's a long time to be able to uh, to live inside your passion. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it is a long time. But it was my own process, too. It was my journey. I needed to walk on that path to get to where I needed to be and uh, that's why I try and teach people you know what it's not necessarily overnight your whatever your goals are in life they don't always happen overnight like everybody has their own path like some people it happens quickly and others it doesn't and we all need to learn certain lessons and we need to grow to get to the point that we want to be at it it's, it's not looking at others' uh, processes is important. When you're single, when you're looking for a job, when whatever your, your growth path is, you need to look at your own path and not compare it to other people's. And I think that's one big mistake we make, um, uh, me included, you know. And it's only when I started being happy where I'm at that all the good things started coming to me. Happy and grateful and Right now, I, I've learned to kind of embrace that. It's, it was a difficult path, you know, and it was, it was difficult for me because, I mean, I didn't get married and have kids till I was 40. And that was very hard because in my head, I wanted it when I was 25. <laughs> I imagined it to be when I was 25. And, you know, I made a lot of mistakes to get where I am now. But, you know what, I grew, I learned, and I moved forward. It's... Uh, and we all have, that was my path. And some people's path is to get married when they're 20 and have kids or to meet their partner in life, um, you know, earlier, some later. It's Some people are supposed to have kids. Some people aren't. And that's okay. Some people adopt. Some people don't. It's Everyone's path is different. And that's okay. And that's what we need to learn. If, if you can take anything away from this today, it's, you know, own your path, you know, embrace it and be grateful for it and use it wisely and stop looking everywhere else. I cannot agree more. I feel like so often um, 
society pushes us to be on these schedules or they give us these templates and expect everybody to live by the same stock template, which is not the case. Like you said, you just have to own your path and live it to its fullest. Um, you can't fit in every box. Yeah, you can't. You know, everybody's box is different. Don't try fitting in a box that's not yours. Yeah. We learned that early on with the like the little toys with the shapes, you know. I was like, no matter how long hard we try to put that square inside that circle, it's just not going to happen. It was me. I even as a child, I wanted to fit it. You know, I wanted my life to be the way I wanted it to be. I wanted to fit it where I want to, but it never did, and it never worked out. And you know, it's once I did learn that no, just let it go. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we have a great episode for you here today. Um, while we have the dating expert here, we're going to talk about spring cleaning and summer fun. Uh, it's it's that time of year where we're coming out of hibernation, especially with COVID being a thing, and things are kind of starting to normalize, at least here back in the States. Um, I know a lot of people are anxious to get ready for summer. They're like, what do I do? Like, you know, tips, tricks, anything like that. So I thought, you know, at least at least I was thinking, what should I do? So I reached out to Susie and she's going to help me out. And hopefully on this journey, she helps you out in the process as well, too. Right? Hopefully I can I can get you guys in the right path, on the right path, at least for uh, for spring and summer. <laughs> so as we get out of COVID and, you know, get out once everybody gets their vaccines and you know, we start living a normal life as possible. <laughs> that uh, we're all looking forward to that, and and especially it's been especially difficult for people who were are single and um, and don't get out as much and don't see other people as much. So it was yeah. like it, it it introduced us to video dating, but I know some people miss the old fashioned just going out to a bar and you know mingling. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a, I'm more of a mingler myself, yeah. Yeah, we're social. Like, yeah, we everyone misses that that social aspect of meeting people and find it easier than meeting someone online, where you know you kind of have to go through a process instead of just like organically meeting uh, someone out there. You know. Yeah, she mentioned uh, her website. That's where a lot of her articles are, um, and this is where I found the inspiration for this episode. So I'm going to refer to that a little bit. Uh, she had a couple really good tips to spring clean your love life. Susie, any any major things that um, we should look out for when we're trying to spring clean our love life? Clutter. <laughs> look for what's cluttering. What's what's kind of holding you back? What's you know? Um, there's kind of a, a, a feng shui thing that you know. You can't make room for something if you've, you've got so much clutter. It, internally, externally, make room. You know, they say keep a drawer empty in your house, like in your bedroom, and that'll attract uh, somebody. But it's all under the same, the same umbrella, you know, decluttering it, letting go, clean out uh, your dating closet, I call it, um, to make room for a better for better relationships, you know, let go of any attachments that you have with somebody. If you're kind of pining for somebody that really isn't connecting with you in the way that you want them to, but you're still holding on, or, you know, you're mourning um, a failed relationship, 
things like that, you know, try letting go, dealing with it and let it go. And that makes room for a new person. And that's one of the most important thing. Like we always declutter in the spring and we clean, you know, spring cleaning. Um, and one important thing to declutter as well is you uh, internally, like take out, let go of all those attachments that shouldn't be there anymore. Um, and it, it will honestly make room for, for the good stuff because you don't need it. You know, just like you throw out all those things or you give them away, all the things that you don't need anymore, those books, boxes, whatever, clothes. When you do that, you know, you feel better, right? When we clean our house, when you have a clean house and, and it's tidy. So you got to do, you have to do that internally as well. You know, clean house, take out anything you don't need. Um, all those, let go of all those relationships that maybe aren't serving you. Um, let go of, you know, maybe chatting with somebody that maybe you're, enjoy chatting with and they make you feel good but it's not going anywhere you've said so much right there that <laughs> has resonated with me already and we're not even 10 minutes in um hey <laughs> i was just looking around my like room right now and i was like i don't think i have a single empty drawer i think i've like put things in every drawer and i was like no wonder i'm not really attracting much i have no room for it yeah um, and also uh, I was a little earlier than spring. Uh, it was last month, but I totally get what you're talking about when you're saying let go of some of those relationships that aren't really progressing. You're investing a lot more into them than they than the other person is. And honestly, I felt so much happier I've, or I've just had a lot less stress since I've done that because I'm not worrying about will they, won't they, will they, do they actually care anymore? Yeah. And that frees me up to to kind of like observe and see so many other things that I, I've been missing. Yeah, and it includes friendships as well. Like, you know, they say friends for a season. Sometimes in, when you move on to a different phase in your life, not everybody moves with it, and that's okay. Uh, you know, obviously, end things in, in a very positive way, and uh, it doesn't have to be a negative experience, even with anyone you're dating. Just, you know, this... I'm sorry, I just don't feel like this is working or I don't feel like this is moving, you know, in, in a positive direction. So I, I, I really think, it, you know, it's a good time to, to end things. And, and that's totally okay. It's better to be honest. It's hard. And it took me a while to be able to do that, you know, in, in, in a proper way. Um, but it is important. And most people understand. It's very, and they probably feel it too, you know important be true to yourself you know you deserve it you deserve to be happy why why do you want to half-ass it like you know and we do we tolerate things because you know we think uh, it's because of our, our confidence and maybe we don't feel this is what we deserve or this is what makes us happy but we deserve to be completely happy and we deserve someone that's completely invested in us as much as we're invested in them and if it's not if it's not happening then keep moving because there'll be someone out there maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but there will be someone that does and we kind of talked about this last week on the show um we were talking about our toxic traits and this is kind of maybe a minor one for me is knowing when to let go um i feel like a lot of people have that issue they because they think if i just hold out you know like it's just a rough patch just some turbulence we just have to hold out and then it'll magically get better. But in all reality, like you said, sometimes 
the season's just ended and it's time to let him go. Yeah, for sure. And, and part of that is just, you know, forgiving. And part of letting go is, is allowing yourself to forgive the other person, forgive yourself as well. Sometimes we, we are very hard on ourselves when we make bad decisions. You know, I always choose the wrong person or I'm yeah. so unlucky in love. And, you know, that's okay. Forgive yourself. Learn your lesson and move on. And that leads into another one of your points that you mentioned is being grateful. Yes. Being grateful is so important. Um, being grateful where you're at. And, and that's one of the things with my clients that I work with, I have them do is just keep a gratitude journal, being grateful where they're at. So, you know, waking up every morning and, and just writing down whether on your phone or on a piece, I found writing actually on a, on, in a book is actually more effective um, because it, it creates more thought, like it's more thoughtful. And just writing down, I'm grateful I woke up, I'm grateful I have a job, I'm grateful for the sunshine, I'm grateful for the people in my life. When you get into the gratitude mindset, you start forgetting the stuff that you're complaining about because you see how much you have to be grateful for and your life becomes more positive. One of the things that my husband um, said that he loved about me and that's what attracted um, me to him uh, is that I wasn't negative and complaining all the time. It made him more peaceful. Like I, my energy uh, resonated with him and, and that's what, but I wasn't always there. Mm -hmm. But when I got there, that's when I met my husband. So if you think about it, um, it attracts you like a magnet. So think of it this way. When, you know, when you stub your toe and you're just like angry and everything's going wrong today and then everything keeps going wrong, like you stub your toe and then some a book falls and then you kind of walk into a wall and then, you know, you get like a phone call from someone that, pisses you off and you know it's just like it's like a cycle. it just keeps right you know, it keeps going and so it's like that negative energy keeps like pulling in more negative energy and then but positive energy does the same thing too so when you're grateful you're more and i'm not talking about toxic positivity where you know, you look at the bright side of everything because not everything has a bright side. Right. You know, you can't always be positive and happy and wonderful because that's not life. Life, you know, has challenges. But the energy you give off either will attract good or attract bad. And you want to be that person that people want to be around. You don't want to be that person that... You know, people don't want to be around. Like, you can right. have the best dating profile. You could you'd be an amazing person. But if on a date you project this negative energy, you're going to repel everybody. Nobody's going to want a second date with you. Nobody's going to want to stay with you, you know? Right. Um, and so when you give off the positive energy and happy a happy energy – than that person and a grateful energy, then the other person is going to want more of that. They're going to be want around, want to be around you. Like they, they always look at yourself. Like who are the people you love to be around? It's the people that make you feel good. The right. people that make you feel happy. 
you know? And so be that person. But in order to be that person, you have to be a grateful, it starts with gratitude and it, it starts with just thinking positively and being happy. When you do it in your own life, in your own self, not not connected to dating in any way, then it, it automatically will seep into your dating life. And that's what you want. Yeah. So you want, this is all part of um, kind of the process. You work on yourself and you will be a magnet to the person that is meant to be with you. Like I, a lot of people are like, well, I'm a couch. You know, I have a job, I have this, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, you're not a catch if nobody wants to catch you. This is true. I know it's mean, but it's tough luck. Oh, sorry, I'm just a tough luck person. But if nobody's caught you, are you a catch? Yeah. Like you're a catch in your own head, but you're a catch to the people who want to be around you. Yeah. And so who wants to be around you? If you're attracting all the wrong people, like a lot of people say I have bad luck at dating. Well, you don't. Why are you attracting all the same type of people all the time? So look back. So with my clients, I always have them, okay, let's look back and see where you've been and what your journey has been um, thus far. And then let's see how we can change that. What, what has been a pattern? We look for patterns. And almost always, moving to a pattern of gratitude and positive energy uh, will attract better dating experiences for them. And I, I try to tell people that don't live for a Monday, live for your Friday. And yeah. because if you think about it, everybody always like the, having a case of the Mondays is a thing where they're just like, oh, like it's okay to be in this negative or down state because it's Monday. But really I like to say, I like always like try to coach everybody to think about Friday. Like on Monday, they're like, how are you in such a good mood? And because I'm happy to be here because it's like, I'm one day closer to Friday now. You know, I was like, I'm one day closer to that weekend where I get me time, like where I'm investing in myself. So I, I feel like once I've shifted uh, the mentality or and other people too, to living for living towards like your Friday um, and not living to be in that sad mopey state that you can appreciate more of life, you know, because you're like, oh, like it's not that bad because I'm, I'm getting closer to me. I'm getting closer to that, that end goal that, uh, that I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and it's, you have something to look forward to. And we all love something to look forward to. It makes kind of things go by in a happier way. Cause you know, something good's coming. Yeah. Um, and along with being grateful, another thing that attracts people, to you is looking good. Um, yeah. Let's, I mean, as, as much as we're here for personal and intrinsic development, we can't ignore that we are bodies yeah. too. Well, you know what? You have to be attractive to the person. And there's no one way to be attractive or not attractive. You have to be attractive to the person that, you know, you're going to be dating, obviously. So everybody has a personal style and everybody has who they are. And I, and I never kind of delineate from that, you know, unless I, like I had one client who wore ripped shirts all the time. And so that, you know, we don't want that to be your personal style, <laughs> but you know, hygiene, cleanliness, obviously. Yes. And 
you know, dress nicely. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to dress nicely. Um, but just have a personal style. Look good. Because when you look good, you feel good. Yeah. And, you know, and that attracts people too. It's like your energy. Like we get back to what's your energy? Like think of yourself when, you know, you've got a really nice outfit on. You're really like you really love yourself in that shirt or whatever. And you go out there and you feel like you can take on the world because you feel you look really good today. Same thing. Um, when you're on a date and you're meeting people or even a video date or whatever, what they see that. They see it radiates. Your confidence radiates. And people love that. And it's like a magnet to people, you know. I'm confident and happy. You know, it's it's amazing what it can do to your dating for your dating life and your life in general. When you go into a job interview, when you go um, meet with friends, everyone wants to be around the person. Think of yourself. Who you want to be around the person who feels good and their energy is positive and and looking good is is part of that. If you look like a a bum, then you know what <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna help you. In any way, if you go on a date on a, with a ripped shirt, you know what? That person, or like stains on your armpits, or, you know, you don't smell great. You have garlic breath, you know? You have, you know, snots in your nose or whatever. Uh, you know what? It's not going to work out. You're not going to be able to meet the person that you want, you know, unless, you know, you real, so that's really who you are and you that's who you want to project, then... It's going to be really hard to find someone. You might, but it's not. I know they say, if you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve my best. But like I said, there's something to be said about putting a, a good foot forward when you're starting well, things. Positive first impressions. And, you know, it's funny you say, like, if you don't like me at my worst, you know, you, you don't deserve me at my best. But at the same time, you if you're not – it's also what you're projecting. So when you take care of yourself and you look nice for a date, that person appreciates it too, that you did that for them. Right. And that also looks good. You know, nobody, when you're first meeting someone, it's not about showing your worst, but I'm not saying pretend to be someone you're not, but you don't also want to go in with a with a negative foot, right? Right. You kind of go in with a positive foot, and you get to know somebody, and their ups and downs, and and you know their life's challenges, and that's okay. But on a first date, and in the beginning, you want to show also that you know you're someone that uh, has a lot of positive traits as well, not only the negative. <laughs> I I couldn't say it better. Um, like you said, show them that. You're like the first date is kind of like a preview of what the relationship could look like, um, who you're you're getting into that with, you're partnering with. Um, so, like I said, making that first impression is such a massive thing because it sets the tone. If you show them that you're super pessimistic, or even if you are having a bad day, if you don't check that at the door, they're gonna just assume that this is what they're gonna be signing up for for the duration of this relationship is just. This, yeah, exactly. So, um, like I said, uh, it's a lot of people pass over the previews, but really pay attention because the previews uh, let you know whether it's something you want to tune into or not. Yeah, yeah. it's true.
true. And the first date, you know, I always say the first date uh, is kind of not really a date at all. It's kind of that stepping stone to see if you're really going to go out again or not, if you want to spend time with that person again or not. Uh, and that's why it's important to really come with a with a good foot forward, a, a positive, confident, happy foot forward, because you might not get that second date. Exactly. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to transition from spring cleaning our love lives to getting all hot and ready. All right, guys, we are back with Susie still. Nobody knew. Um, I know you weren't surprised, but you never know here. Um, that actually happened. We uh, I was recording one day, and one of my friends stopped over and just like came in, and I was like, oh, uh, I guess you can be a part of the episode too. So that was, uh, that was really fun. Uh, <laughs> but that's what happens when you don't lock your door sometimes. Um, but no, yeah, we're going to talk about getting ready for summer. You know, um, some people call it hot girl season, you know, some people call it the season of fun, um, single awareness season. Uh, so it goes by many different names, but there are maybe a few keys or tricks to make it the most effective summer for your single dating life. Um, I know for me, I personally like towards late winter, early spring, if I'm in a situation that I feel like it's not progressing or we've just run our course, I usually try to wait to the spring and kind of cut things off, um, which I think is common for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's a renewal. Um, well, a lot of people also stay at, during the winter. It's kind of called cupping season, right? Yeah. It's kind of, people want someone to cuddle with in the winter but then when spring comes it's like okay let's see what else is out there <laughs> listen i was like the grass always appears to be so much greener on the other side it really does <laughs> not necessarily is though and the, i also tell people the grass is greener where you water it <laughs> this is true um if you're not really invested and that happens so much so many times during cuffing season or in a couple of my situationships we'll call them is like we, we know we know what it is. Like it's like it's winter. We want to cuddle. We don't want to be alone because we're such social creatures. Especially during COVID, you're like I've been alone for a year, so I really want somebody here to kind of um, help me through this pandemic. And then spring hits, and you're like, okay, thanks for that. Um, see you never. Yeah. But I was like, if you really have taken the time, like what, like all those months that you were together to, um like deepen your relationship or even try to forge a legitimate relationship. Who knows? Maybe you would continue things in the spring and not need. Um... Well, things, things naturally progress where they're supposed to go. Yeah. And, um, and dating relationship is the same thing. And people think too much about their status and, and they think about, okay, are we dating? Are we boyfriend, girlfriend? Are we, or boyfriend, boyfriend, or girlfriend, girlfriend? Or what are we, like, you know, do we have to name it? Do we have to, yes. you know, but just let things go where they're supposed to, and they always will naturally go where they're supposed to. If you have to stress about it and think about it, then there's something wrong. Like, think about the best relationships and dating relationships you've been in. 
you know, have, have you thought about it or did it just kind of go where, where it was supposed to go? Um, usually people who are stressing, like if there's something missing or something going wrong or, or you're questioning the other person's intentions or actions, then maybe that's a red flag that you should be looking, uh, looking at more closely. Um, if things are just happening and you're not questioning, you're not thinking about it, it's actually working. And I think things like obviously there's always effort, but it shouldn't be that much of an effort. Exactly. It shouldn't feel like a job. Progress. Yeah. It shouldn't, shouldn't be like, why do you, why am I always the first per person to contact them? Why don't they contact me first? Why, you know, but you should, it shouldn't even be a question. It just should just happen naturally. Right. No, you shouldn't question, uh, am I going to see this person on the weekend or whatever? It should just happen. So what are we doing this weekend? You know? Right. It shouldn't be like, okay, uh, uh, are we dating? Are we not dating? Are we, you know? Yeah. If, if after a few dates you're questioning things a lot, then you should maybe look at it as a red flag and maybe this isn't the right connection. Maybe... I'm not saying you should be like, you know, proposing at that point, but you also should be in a comfortable place that you know where you stand. And not every yes. relationship is the same. Not everybody wants to, you know, name it, name it. But at the same time, you should by by the fourth or fifth day, you should be kind of know that this is the person that you know you want to get to know uh, more exclusively than dating around, right? Um, so that's something to, to think about too. But I mean, I always tell people, forget your relationship status, right? Don't define yourself by being single or being, you know, having a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Don't focus on it. Like that's what stresses people out the most and just kind of enjoy the process. Just kind of go with it and see where it naturally goes, and it'll always go where it's supposed to. Now, I, I do have to, I have to interject right here um, because I'm guilty of this so often, and like <laughs> my friends, family, and like everybody dings me for it. Um, but like you said, like I, I try to forget my status. Um, I was like, and I and I try not to set expectations for what I want this relationship to be. Um, I just kind of try to enjoy each and every encounter that we have, you know, I was like, and it, you are right. It's natural. Like I was like, it's sometimes I don't have to think, are we seeing each other this weekend? I was like, we know we're already seeing each other this weekend. We, we might not know what we're doing, but like, that's something that we can figure out or it'll just develop. But I've definitely gone on maybe date 12 and still not thought about the status. You know, I, like I said, I enjoy being single. I enjoy being with somebody else. I enjoy dating, but I always don't feel the need to rush to define it. And sometimes people are like, yeah, that's good for a little bit, but there does come a point where you should kind of like know where things are. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, if, if you're, if you're a few dates in and you know, you're still questioning things and you know, you're, waiting for them to contact you first or you're always the one making the plans or you're always like, you don't see them making an effort. 
um, if it's not an equal effort on both sides, then, you know, you do have to question it, um, you know, and, and it does take a few dates before things like that start happening because everyone, everyone wants to look good in the beginning, but within, within a couple months, you, you start seeing people's true colors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, use your gut and your instinct and, and don't, don't see everything with rose-colored glasses. Like, be like, look at look at it from the reality point of view, and and look out for those those red flags. You know, if they've said something that maybe a little a joke or a comment that you know wasn't really didn't sit well with you. Yeah. Um, if you saw that they treated someone not right, or they made a comment about something they did like I'll give you an example I was on a date once with a guy um, who was divorced and he was talking about his ex uh, in the sense of her being he he divorced because she was a burden she got MS and he was he couldn't anymore like live with her or be with her and I'm like that's a huge red flag and he was talking about it like it was just a normal thing like it was mundane like, yeah you know I'm like um you like talk about red flag. Like, I, I, what if I got sick? What if something happened? Like, you can't always be perfect. Right. I was like, you took a vow. Yeah, like, it's sickness in and health, right? Yeah. And so he totally ditched his spouse when she got MS, and she was too, she wasn't the spouse that he married. Yeah. I'm like, well, see you later. <laughs> Some people are just shitty, to say the least. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, like. You know, she couldn't help her health. Right. It's not like she picked it. Yeah. You know, and, and things like that, you know, like I, you'll see, you'll see people like, and he, and he checked off every other box. He was great. Like just a nice, he seemed like generally nice person, you know, he had his life in order. He had, you know, great, a great social life. Yeah. Everything checked. And Except when he started talking, and he, he told me this, it was, I think, second date, or I don't remember. And I just said, you know, forget it. I, yeah. I'll, I'll give you another example. Like, one guy, he's a pilot, and, uh, you know, we met, like, we, we met always, it just kind of things, and everything was great, seemed great. You know, he'd contact me, I'd contact him, and, you know, and he'd go on, uh, these routes or whatever, like he'd travel, and then we would, but we would only see each other when he got back from his trips. Mm. Like it wouldn't be on the off times, and then um, we didn't like. He never invited me over. He always wanted to come over to my place, and there's just like all these little things that kind of uh, something's not right here. Right. But I I broke it off, and then. Like, I would say a couple of years ago, I saw him, uh, and it was just like three maybe years after we broke it off, and he was with, like, a woman, and a fam he had a family of, like, four kids. Right. And he was with this woman, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's why you didn't invite me over. That's why you only saw me when you came back from your trips, because you could tell her that, you know. You stayed an extra day or so. Whatever. Like, there you go. <laughs> so when you're questioning you do see things I could have totally ignored all that 
And these are two people who I really got along with. And I could have totally ignored all those red flags, but they were, they were important because you can't move forward with someone who's not completely honest with you or who's not going to be a real partner in your life. And that's so important because life is hard and life can be really crappy. And if you don't have someone by your side who's a good partner and companion, then it's just stay single because you have other people in your life that could, you know, support you better than a bad partner can. That's and that's and that's so true. Um, a lot of the times I feel like one of the reasons I stay single and a lot of people do is because they were originally under this impression that like, I haven't found anybody who's made me better, but exactly. in all reality, what I've started to realize as I've been working on myself, cause I can do that because I don't have to work. I'm single. You know, I have a lot of time to reflect is I need to be the best me before I can be with anybody else. I'm not designed to complete anybody because people aren't broken. You know, yeah. um, and you need someone who's the best them too. Exactly. You're not. You're not finding your other half, and that that same bothers me because you're a whole person, and you need to be whole on your own, and you need someone who's whole as well, and that's how you have a healthy relationship. Exactly. Because so many people find these broken pieces, and then they're so codependent that it's unhealthy. But when you're a whole person on your own and you find someone who's whole, then the codependency is a healthy codependency because your partner's in life and you walk forward together instead of, you know, counting on the other person. Like when the worst thing I hate is that meme that goes around that find someone who will help you carry your baggage. That really hurts me because, hey, it's nobody else's responsibility to carry your baggage. Right. You take care of that baggage, unpack it, put it aside, you know, it's done, and then meet someone. And, you know, if you accumulate baggage along the way together, then that's different. Right. But it's no one else's responsibility to take care of your drama. Like, if you've got drama in your life from an ex, from if you've got children or if you've got an you know, an ex that, you know, is still in your life and is still bothering you, that's not your new partner's problem. That's your problem. Right. And don't expect someone else to deal with your problem. Listen, that's that's beautiful. I know so many people are going to be relieved, or at least I am, that you've said that. um, Because I was like, no, I'm not being cold. And, yeah, it is a little tough. But, like I said, I'm not your parent and I'm not your conscience. Um there are some things that are just you things that I can support you through, but it's ultimately up to you to, to take that final action. Yeah. Um, Along with finding a new start and forgetting your relationship status, we always talk about, or we've mentioned a couple of times, just socializing. How big is that into being open to summer? Oh my goodness, so important. Like having a social state of mind, like, you know, be ready to mingle outside your comfort zone, like meet new people. And I know it's hard now during COVID and, and, you know, people aren't being as social as they used to be. But let me tell you, it's so important to to meet new people and, 
and try, you know, even there are, there are groups that meet also on, uh, on zoom meetups and that kind of thing. And, and once we start getting out there and start meeting new people, go out there and be social, like even look at friends of friends and, and that sort of thing, you know, it's, don't kind of be stuck in the same mindset, the same group. I only want people with red hair. I only want people with, you know, who make a hundred K plus a year or else I won't talk to them. Or I want somebody who uh, has this sort of job or only people who have an education. I only want, you know, think about what your wants are and what, what these, what you're saying, because you know, you're, you're limiting yourself. Like I know, I know some of the most successful people that I know in my life ha don't have an education, but they worked really hard and, and created businesses and, and did really well in their life. So don't get stuck on, on like an, a thing like an education or, or, you know, a thing like a job or, or what a salary or whatever, because you don't know what someone, where someone's at and where someone's going. Um, look at the person as a whole. You know, obviously someone who doesn't have a job and doesn't want a job and is lazy, like you can, obviously that's not someone that, you know, would meet uh, most people's expectations, but you want to look for someone who fulfills you in all c categories and like, don't always look at, at where they're at. Maybe this person lost their job because of COVID and right. you know, they're working to get where, where they were before, you know, you don't know where they're at or, or what their situation is. So, you know, giving people a chance, um, who really you enjoy talking to, who make you feel good, who uh, are really good people in general, who help others, who, who are positive, like, uh, who share your values. And that's really important as well, right? And that's why I hate when people say like, I have a type or they ask, what's your type? Because I feel like when we come up with these types or we focus so much on these archetypes that we, like you said, we limit um, our chances of actually finding somebody who could be a really good partner for us. Yeah. Um, or, and like you said, it's not about what you want. I always say like, what, what do I need in a partner? You know, I was yeah. like, sure. Like I'd want somebody who, was well off, but also that's not really important to me. I need somebody who appreciates me for me, you know, uh, it's the difference between a want and a need. Uh, and I feel like a lot of times people miss out or relationships don't, they, they ignore those red, they have so many red flags because they followed the wrong path. They followed the path of wants instead of needs. Yeah. And, and look at, look, look at your values. Okay. I have my clients, um, write out a list of everything that, that they're looking for in a partner, their shopping list. And then I have them put it into three categories. You know, must have, nice to have, or and like dream on kind of thing. You know, drives a Ferrari. We go into dream on. <laughs> right. Um, but once you look at the must haves, you'll see that they're very much values-based. And I tell people, start with that core group of, of values when you're meeting someone. And the rest of the stuff is just nice to have. Um, and it, it 
it comes in like, okay, well, my core values, they're, they're family oriented, they're, uh, they're hardworking, they're passionate uh, in their life, you know, they're good people, you know, they do good deeds. Uh, those kind of things, like these are values. It could be a religious value as well if you're a religious person. Um, whatever your, your core values are, it's really important to look at those first. And if those are met, then the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Like, you know, their color of their hair or, you know, the type of job they do or whatever. Right. It doesn't really matter, you know. The core values are what matter the most. Like I had one client who wouldn't date uh, guys who were bald. Like she told, she's like, no. I'm like, okay, let's move that into a different category. Let's look at the core values. She ended up starting to date someone who was actually bald, and mm -hmm. she was so happy with them. You know, like it's like when you start peeling away what's really important what's not important you find what's really important in the core and that's where you need to be when you're when you're looking for a real life partner instead of just like fun dating right because we get caught up with those looks like it's important to be attracted obviously to the person like you want to be able to want to kiss them and you know yeah. but if you're not attracted obviously that's you know that's okay but when you start peeling those things away you start seeing what's really important and it makes dating actually a little bit harder because you start being more choosy and more selective about the person you're you're going to go out with. Right. And that's okay. That's better because it's not a numbers. It shouldn't be a numbers game. It's not like I need to go on three dates every week in order to find the right person. It's okay if you go on one date a month if it's a date with someone who's really the right fit for you. And I think... I think that's another reason like so many people could have or quote unquote have this bad luck at dating is they try to make it a numbers game. Um, I'm not going to say that I don't look for quality people, but sometimes I do feel like I was like, Hey, I have to get out there. I have to try a lot um, because you don't Sorry, know. <laughs> Sorry. What'd you say? Oh, that's that's okay. I was like, I thought I just heard somebody jump in our pool too, so it's it's just about even. Um, like we talk about this, hey, like it's this is real life here, guys. I I don't live in a vacuum. We live in everyday situations. Yeah. Um. Okay. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I I feel like so many times that we we try to play this num the numbers game that we miss out on something. Um. Like I said, I could easily wait, you know, and, and comb through and find somebody who is quality for me. But I always feel like during the summer, we want to go out with like somebody new, like every weekend, or we think that's the thing to do. You know what? And that's okay. If you, if you call it what it is. Yeah. If you're just going out, meeting new people, having fun, you know, but if you're looking for that quality partner, then you need to be more choosy and more selective. Now I have yeah. a question. Yeah. If, Say we're just going out having fun, just going on meeting new people, having dates. Should we still be going on these dates with quality people? Because I feel like that's my issue is like I meet so many quality people that I feel bad for just like just going on like one or two dates and 
ending things or yeah. passing them off. You know what? Any of those dates could end up in something, you know, you didn't expect. Uh, as long as you're honest and with yourself and with them, you know, I'm getting to know people. I'm going out, you know, uh, if you're not only dating them, um, just being honest uh, about your intentions. Because most people are doing the same thing, yeah. especially in the summer. Most people are dating multiple people at the same time. And, you know, who are you swiping on on Tinder? You know, Tinder's like definitely the summer app. You know, people having fun, and and that's okay. You know, you want to meet somebody, but it's okay to enjoy the process, and um, don't feel bad about not connecting with someone in a real way. And that's the whole point of this process: is hey, yeah. you know what? I I really had fun on, on our date, but I really didn't feel like we connected in in, in a real way. Uh, to make me want to go out on uh, on any more dates, and that's totally okay. And you know what? They probably felt the same thing. On the most part, I found that when I said things like that, it, it actually resonated with them as well. Um, so, it, like, you're not wasting their time, and I think that's that should be commended and appreciated. But just be honest, and that's okay. Like, have fun because. You never know. Maybe one of those fun dates might end up in something, you know, much more. Yeah. Well, I want to say once again, thank you again, Susie, for agreeing to come on. Um, I like I said, I know you've helped me so much these past couple of weeks. Hopefully this episode does the same thing for you guys out there. Um, I think this is a great spot to kind of like head into our end game. So we call it. Um, I like to ask every guest that comes on just like five questions about just like dating, sex, self-development, all those things that we kind of encompass here on the not so bad. And it's just a, like a fun little like reverse icebreaker, I guess, because normally you do those at the start, but I like to do them at the end. Um, so question number one, what's what was like one of your biggest turn-ons when you were single looking for somebody? For me, someone who is passionate about what they did in their life whatever it was, like someone who is really excited about their life. Okay. That was a huge turnoff. Well, it's a bit, the opposite of that is what's a big turnoff for you? Oh, well, someone who just was negative. I, honestly. Complained all the time and talked about their exes and talked about, you know, what was wrong in their life. It's draining, than, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something about sex or relationships, what would that be? I would say don't take it so seriously. Um, that things always end up where they're supposed to be and just to enjoy the process and forget about the outcome. And one piece of, we talked about a lot today, but one piece of good advice for singles who Oh, this, this is a hard one. I'm like, because this is more for me and I really want to know the answer. Um, how do you know when you found your person? I know so many people ask that and there's not just one answer, but how did you feel when you, like, when you found your husband? Uh, things just kind of worked. And it just, everything was felt natural. Um, I just felt like, I didn't have to pretend to be anybody else. And he loved me for that. And he loved me for who I was. Um, 
and all the, the good and the bad that came with it. So you just, things just feel right and you don't have to think about it and it just kind of works and you just, it just naturally happens. And that's when I knew, like when, when I felt like, you know, I didn't have to dress up every day and look beautiful every day for him. You know, I knew that he loved me for who I was. And, you know, after you have kids, it's, you know, it's one thing when you're, when you're single and you can go get your hair done all the time and your nails and you can go do whatever you need to do. But when you start having kids and when you're in a relationship and you have other responsibilities, things change. Your body changes when you have a child. Yeah. And for both the husband and the wife, you know, life changes. And so will this person still stand by your side regardless? Um, if you're not looking hot every day, you know, do they still think you're hot? You know, things like that. Um, and I saw this in him um, as we progressed. And, and also, you know, when I got pregnant and when I had my babies and, you know, he just loved me more. Beautiful. And he just keeps loving me more, even though I'm not the same person. Listen, that you were, met. yeah. Um, last question. What's one thing that you still feel like you could improve on as a partner? Oh, always. I think for me, uh, giving priority. Once you, when you have kids, it's hard. You have to work harder at your relationship because you know, you, your priority becomes your kids, like for both of us. And that's one thing that we we both have started working on a little more is some alone time and and remembering that, you know, where we started. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I tell people, like, date nights are so important, even if you have kids, even if you've been married 20 kids, like, it's important to still have those date nights and going out and... and being together and experiencing life together as a couple uh, is extremely important. And, and it gives you that chance to get to know each other again. You know, it's, it's really important. Okay. Um, the last couple seconds, uh, where can they, where can they find you, Susie? Uh, SingledatingDiva.com. Thanks again for tuning in, TNSB fam. I'll see you sexy singles next Thursday.